0: Hello, Cousin Chat family. I hope you enjoy this episode that I'm going to release once again in honor of Black Music Month. I know that it's June, you know, it's over now, but I just wanted to release it one more time because there's so much valuable information that Reverend Stephanie Minity was able to share with me and all who would be listening. So I hope you enjoy it and starting July we'll be talking about something else. All right, have a great day. Hello, and welcome to Cousin Chat, where we talk about what matters. I'm your host, Donna Pizant, And today, what matters is the music industry, the ins and outs of it, but not just the music industry, the, uh, we'll take a look at the gospel part of the music industry, and we'll talk about some of the things that people really should know. And um, so joining me for this chat today is Reverend Stephanie Minity. Rev, say hello to the people.
1: Hello, everybody. Praise the Lord. Excited yes. to be here.
0: Always. Uh, and, and I'm so glad you were able to join me today because I always have people on who know what they're talking about. And so if we're talking about the music industry and the the ins and outs, the politics and all that stuff, I knew that you would be the one of the best people, you know, to have on here because you know what you're talking about. You have the experience. Um, now, I have dabbled in the music industry a little bit, but I didn't like all the politics, so I got out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> today, I understand. Yeah, so today... I just want to focus on a few pieces of the, a few parts of the industry that um, can have some light shed on it to see kind of what really goes on. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I want to talk about is songwriting. Mm -hmm. I know there are so many people who um, write, write their songs, but they don't have that paperwork in place. And so then they don't get the full credit that they deserve. So how important is you know, and there are people who've been in the industry and they're recording songs, but they're not really making any money.
1: So how
0: important is songwriting?
1: Well, first, first of all, let me again say thank you for having me. And listen, I don't know everything, but I know some things Mm -hmm. and the things I know is what I'm going to share with you. Um, songwriting for me, uh, is so important because if you think that you have written something that is what we will say a hit or will bless people with a message, it's important that you record that song and have that song copyrighted. Copyright takes place by the Library of Congress in the copyright office in Washington, D.C. And you can go online and Google Library of Congress, Washington, D.C. copyright, and they will send you a form to actually send your song. You'll have to send like a, a recording of it, an MP3 if you want to do it online. And and there's a fee to copyright your lyrics and to copyright your tune so that you can really say this song belongs to me because somebody else can hear your song and like it and 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 copyright it and say they wrote your song and then you are at a loss because you did not take the time to copyright your song. So if you are a songwriter and you think that your music is going to touch the masses, it's a blessing to you and it's a message in the music, I suggest... Strongly, that you get your music copywritten as soon as possible. I don't know what the fee is, but you can go into Library of Congress Copyright Office and find out the information on Google. It will help you immensely.
0: Now, I know years ago, um, there was something called a poor man's copyright. Does mm-hmm.
1: that work? Yes, like, a poor, man, can... poor man's copyright still works. And that is simply just sending the song back to yourself. But I don't know how how that would work in a court of law. I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know the specifics of that. But that is a cheaper way of copywriting, just sending the song back to yourself and having a copy that way. Okay.
0: And so, you know, I, um, when we were talking or I was listening to you talk about the importance of songwriting, I know that there are some famous songs that we <laughs> all know and the people who we know for singing them are not the ones who wrote them.
1: Absolutely. Um, who are some so, of Yeah, so absolutely. We talk about Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You, which was actually written by Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. We talk about Natural Woman by Aretha Franklin that was actually written by Carol King. We can talk about uh, Ain't No Mountain High, Ain't No Valley Lowell that was Dunn and Sister Act and some other places that was actually written by Ash, Ashford and Simpson. We can talk about the Temptations with their hits, uh, My Girl, I Think My Girl, and The Way You Do the Things You Do, some of those other Motown hits that were actually written by Smokey Robinson. So if these people have their copyrights in order, they get a larger portion than the person who actually performed the song. The person who performs the song gets a performance royalty. In other words, I want you to sing my song. I take you into the studio. You record my song. But then if my song becomes a hit and the masses buy it and the, and they hear you singing it and they love it, I get the money from all of that, which is a, a generous portion.
0: So all you know, songwriters out there, if you're listening... If you give your song to someone to sing, just make sure your
1: paperwork is in order. Mm -hmm. We are recording. Yeah, we are recording a song by Marva Hines, a call, Please Make Me Better on this new CD. And she wrote that song back in the '80s. Now I talked to Marva Hines because I didn't want to put the song out and not have her permission or find out what her rights were to the song. Now she was kind enough to say, "Listen, just give, just give, put my name down, and I don't want any rights. I don't want any royalties." But she was just kind. You know, a lot of people they may not say that. You might have to talk to their publishing company. You might have to talk to their Their estate, their their family's estate if they're passed on. So it it all depends.
0: Right. And so while you're in the studio creating music, folks, and you decide that you want to sample a song, just make Mm -hmm. sure you contact the correct individuals to make sure that they won't either, like, one, either have your song pulled or, two, make sure that you pay them, like, some kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, what they deserve, actually, if it's their creation. So you know that that's just like kind of music industry one on one, and sometimes
1: people don't tell you that stuff until you get in it, and it's right. Too late. Well, look at Robin Thicke; he's paying now, or he has paid because his song—I forgot the name of his song—but his song sounded too much like Marvin Gaye's song, mm-hmm. so they went to court, and he ended up losing, so he had to pay that family estate for Marvin Gaye's song. So. This is how this this industry works. You know, uh, You people get burned so many times, but you learn from your experiences and you learn from, from your mistakes. So uh, I'm still learning. <laughs> I'm always, still learning.
0: Uh, yes, constant learners. And you know, it, it's also important to know that the people in your circle or the people handling your business know what they're mm-hmm. talking about because Mm -hmm. all it takes is for one person to say, oh, well, I thought you contacted so-and-so to get permission. Oh, well, no, you said you were going to contact them and get permission. And now the song is out and you're being sued. Mm -hmm. So just make sure that the people that you have handling your business are handling your business. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I mean, it's nice to trust people, but don't be so trusting that you don't know what's happening. You've got
1: got to, you've got to know because the buck stops with you. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the bottom line. It's coming back to you and whatever you put out, are you responsible for? So, yeah.
0: And so, you know, let's get into the politics of the music industry. Now Mm -hmm. I know a lot of, and even not just the music industry, but a lot of, um, business is, about who, you know. That's right. You know, so um, I know in the music industry, definitely a lot of that is, who you know, you know, you listen to the radio and you hear certain songs over and over and over again. And then some songs you pretty much never hear. So Mm -hmm. that's just in the secular part of, you know, the music industry. But would you say that there are politics involved in the gospel uh, industry as
1: well? Absolutely. You know, I heard Glenn Turman give an interview on BET and he said it's not what you know or who you know it's who knows you <laughs> and I thought that was so profound because you know in this business uh it really is about who knows you um it it really is about what your track record is what you have done before your your who you have dealt with before. There are some people I will not deal with musically. You know, I'll, I'll be kind to them. I'm nice to them, but I know I can't work with them. You know, you just have to be careful about who you do business with because our parents used to say birds of a feather flock together. Mm-hmm. So uh, you've got to just be mindful and, and make sure you deal with people who are who have integrity and who are secure in who they are. So they won't want to take anything from who you are. Um, it's, it's very important. So yes, this politics in this music business, you know, you will get burned several times if you are not careful because there are shysters, You know, Reverend Roberts used to tell me, that's my former pastor, he used to tell me, you know, you're dealing with an arena. You got tigers, you got monkeys, you got lions, you got all kind of, you got elephants, you got all kind of animals in this arena. So you've got to be careful and be be a a good ringmaster. Be able to tame all of those animals and be able to have your integrity in order. So they know that when they come to deal with you, oh, no, I can't mess with her. No, that's, no, no, that she's about serious business. I can't, I can't mess with her. Yeah.
0: And it's sad though, because there are some people, you know, some songs that you may hear once or twice and you're like, God, that's a really good song. How come I can't hear it on the radio? Why is it not being played?
1: Politics. Well, Payola, Payola, I don't know how, how much uh, that is in, in motion now, but you know, years ago you had to pay some money to get your record played. And the radio industry has changed. You know, I I got so frustrated, Donna, with trying to get people to play my music. I'm not listen, if they play it now, fine. If they don't, that's fine too. I'm not I'm not going through all of that to to get a song played. I know the song is good, so that's it. Yeah,
0: and you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when I go, okay, so now I'm, I'm going to go into contracts. Okay. Mm-hmm. The importance of reading a contract carefully. Have mm-hmm. you ever, cause I know I've signed a bad contract and it had right. me locked in for 18 months. Right. And you know, I was young. I was in a girl group, you know, and we were having fun. We enjoyed singing together. We're in the studio and then all of right. a sudden out comes this contract. And this is where I say, folks, you know, now I know it to have been the Holy Spirit, but, you know, I was in my 20s. I, I didn't call it that. I was like, well, I should have listened to my gut. No, the Holy Spirit was knocking on my door telling me, don't sign this contract. Bang, bang. But, you know, there. You sometimes you get this pressure. You got these three other girls. You got this producer. And, like, even if, if, if you know better and your gut at order holy whatever you believe, if you're, if the Holy Spirit is telling you do not sign it, don't sign it. I don't care what's right. going on in that room. I, Cause you got to think ahead. And especially if you're in tune with God and you have a relationship and he may be, you may be the only one that he's telling, don't sign this contract. Mm-hmm. You got to, you know, hopefully and prayerfully, you'll be at the point in knowing yourself that you will listen. Right. Me, I signed it and it wow. had me locked in. Now, of course, not really understanding. I was not supposed to record with anybody else. Wow. For 18 months. That means I couldn't do any studio work. I mean, I did it cuz you know, whatever. Once I realized that he this was not good. You know, it was too late. I had already signed it. But that was a lesson that I learned. Mm-hmm. I never signed another contract without a lawyer looking at it. Mhm. Or something like that. I didn't care who was saying it's a good one. You know, right, it's right. standard.
1: You know, it's, well, it's get, a regular contract. And I would suggest to everybody that's watching get a good entertainment attorney. An entertainment attorney that you can trust and I'm going to shout out Louise West because she's been in the game some some many for many years but I I trust her and She's a woman of integrity. And whenever I make a move musically, and this didn't happen right away. I mean, I had to go through some experiences to get to Louise, but I am dealing with Louise now. And I would suggest to anybody who's going to sign a contract, have been, has been given a contract, et cetera, et cetera, get a good entertainment attorney to look at your contract and to advise you whether you should sign it or not.
0: Yes. And don't, don't cave into pressure if, mm-hmm. you know, you're being, you know, if your instinct is leading you in another direction, God, right. God will take care of you. He'll, he'll lead you in the process, but you know, you'll be okay. Just don't sign anything. If you're not sure, have been guided by a professional who mm-hmm. knows, you know, what they're doing. Um, let's talk about, um, labels versus being independent. You know, on a, a major label, what do you think is better or what worked best for you?
1: Well, it depends on what the label is offering you. So you need to find out what is the label giving you as an artist before you sign with a label. I like independence because independence, you can do what you want whenever you want, however you want. You don't have to answer to anybody. So that's why I'm I'm an independent artist and I like independence. We were assigned to a back records some years ago. I think that contract was only a couple of years and they were good to us. Cabaca was really good. They published us, distributed us uh, all over the country, all over the world as as a matter of fact. But I like being independent because you call the shots. As an independent, you decide whether I want to do this, when I want to do this, how I want to do this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm a proponent of being independent. Yeah,
0: I, that, see, and that sounds great. I know there are some people who would like to be independent but can't afford to. Mm-hmm. And so they might, or they think they can't afford to because they end up paying later. Mm-hmm. Because they caved in or took whatever was given to them in the moment because it looked good. You well, know, you
1: remember the new edition story. Did you watch that on yes, uh, cable? Yes, and you understand that they were given all of these things up front. They all of these uh, perks up front, advanced this and advanced that, and ended up having to pay all of that back. And see, you, if you're not experienced, you don't really understand. You don't really see that. You know, it's just like, I'm getting a piece of candy now. But you have to pay all of those advances back to the record company or else you're indebted to the record company to do whatever they wanted to do. This is why I say uh, to be independent is the way to go.
0: And see, and that's why it's so important to... Understand this business before Mm -hmm. you even really try to get deep in it, because you know when you talk about those advances, those labels recoup that. Absolutely, I know the the experience I had. I mean, it was the the advance was only like what fifteen hundred dollars, but you got to remember, I'm in my early twenties. I'm like, ooh, I got an advance, you know. And then when it came time to file my taxes, that's correct. Oh my God, Reverend. They mm-hmm. had taken out the taxes on that. So guess who had to pay? Yeah. So I didn't even have the, that's one of the, like, really one of the things that just made me be like, you know what? This is not for me. That was just right. one other thing. You know, but <laughs> that if, was one but more if,
1: thing. But if you knew now what you knew then, it would be, it would have been different. See, that's why it's, you know, as the old saint said, experience is the best teacher you have to go through some things to learn. So don't, 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 but you know, I'm trying to help folks not having to go through all that.
0: Exactly.
1: You know, some people will will have to go through it, but listen, listen to what is being said today and learn from this information so that down the road, you don't have to go through all that.
0: Right. So, you know, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. I really hope you got something out of this. And if you want to follow Cousin Chat, and I hope you do, we can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also have a YouTube channel where the videos can be seen. And if you would like to here are some of the other episodes. Um, you can go to CousinChat.com. That's C-U-Z-N-C-H-A-T.com. And links to other streaming platforms are there as well. So if you prefer to listen on Apple, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, Google Cast, you know, any one of those, the links are on there. But before we leave, I always like to leave you with something to think about. And um, so the takeaway for me today would just be to Do your research. If you plan on getting in this industry or if you're in it now and there are things that you haven't considered after listening to this chat, if there's something you need to look into, look into it because what you don't want to happen is down the line, realizing that you should have been getting paid more or someone is not handling your business correctly that you've been trusting. It doesn't hurt, you know, and and don't think... Well, I don't want them to think I don't trust them. If I start asking questions, it's your business. Mm-hmm. You have every right to ask about your finances. You have every right to ask about accounts and contracts. You, it's your right. It's it's your business. Mm-hmm. So don't feel like you know some people get that you know. Well, I don't know how to ask him if I don't want him to think I or I don't want her to think I don't trust. Look, you have to take care of yourself. You are a brand. And you have to take care of it. So Rev, do you have anything else to add to the takeaway?
1: Listen, you've said it all. Ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Even if you think they are dumb questions, ask or stupid questions. Ask whatever you want, because this is your music. Yes, definitely. So...
0: Until we well, I'm Donna. That's Rev. Steph Minity. By the way, she is you know choir director of Grammy Award winning choir Jubilation. I just had to throw that in there. And Donna is the Jubilator. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, folks. So until we come back to our next cousin chat, just think about all of that. Be blessed, everybody. Bye bye. Thank you,
1: everybody.